This is Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the show. I have to tell you, this is one of the shows that I am very excited about because I have a special guest joining me. Not that all my guests aren't special, but this particular one is one that, you know what, I like to follow because he is definitely a world leader in knowledge of economics, financing, looking at uh, markets such as equity markets, the real estate market. Uh, We're going to be joined in a little while by Mr. Benjamin Tall. He is Deputy Chief Economist at CIBC World Markets. For those of you that actually are in the real estate industry, you know that Mr. Tall actually visits a lot of the major conferences. He's a keynote speaker at a lot of them. And he really does set a tone and has a certain way about him that he can help people understand what is happening in the market, especially real estate. So he's going to be joining us Uh, in a little while and definitely somebody you will want to tune in and listen to. And again, uh, lots to talk about this week. You know, here we are, beautiful June weekend. Of course, real estate is continuing to move forward. Some direction, not necessarily what we would be hoping for in some of the provinces. And I'm going to talk about that. But before I go down that road, I just want to say thank you to all of you, our listeners. Our stats just came out this past week to tell us how many listeners we have. And I got to tell you, I'm very proud here at uh, Simply Real Estate, uh, hand in hand with my producer, Ian Grant. You know what? Our show has uh, been able to attract a lot of people that are interested in real estate. And I want to thank you for listening. And for those of you just tuning in for the first time, you know, we try to focus on giving you the straight goods on real estate. Investment real estate, buying for yourself, understanding the markets, where should you be buying, all sorts of aspects about negotiations. What we talk about here is everything related real estate, and we try to make it simple. You know, it does not have to be complicated. And once again, I want to thank you for tuning in. You're actually making us one of the top shows in the country for real estate, and we're going to continue on trying to simplify it. You know, it's not that hard once you get break it down, and we'll continue to do that week after week, right? here on News Talk 1010. But let's go back to uh, real estate in itself. You know, the one thing I do like about real estate and with all the upset in the news, and I do struggle some weeks listening to the, new, to the news, and obviously our, our, our heartfelt wishes go out to the, the families in Orlando when you hear of such a horrible, horrible tragedy. And a lot of the world, when they go through certain things, you know, when you have all this prejudice out there and you have all these situations and issues, you know, you have to feel for obviously the victims and their families. And it's a horrible thing. And the one thing, you know, I always ground it back and I look at real estate and real estate is not prejudiced at all. In fact, it doesn't matter race, color, creed, virtually age. Of course, you have to be, you can't be a minor, but basically real estate can be owned, invested by, rented by, virtually anybody in this world. And as the world continues to evolve, I always look at real estate as going to be the one stable thing. It doesn't matter if your watch can turn around and tell you how many heartbeats you have or how many calories you ate this week, or for that matter, how many steps you actually took to get to work. You know, we will see that um, when we look at technology, it continues to advance. You know, heck, they keep talking about cars that are going to drive themselves. You know, they're saying that there could be job losses in certain industries, but increased in other industries because of technology. You know, the idea of a truck 
driving by itself to deliver things for people, look, it could happen. But the one constant, the one thing for sure that we can be aware of, technology will not affect where you live. In fact, the one thing we know is that you'll always require a roof over your head for you and your family. If you happen to be an owner of investment real estate, then you are now playing landlord. You're allowing people to live in there. You're gaining rent. You're gaining equity. All of these positive things that real estate can be. And this is one of those things that it's not going to get any smaller. In fact, right now, as the world continues to grow, huge immigration you know, into Canada, we know that Canadian real estate is going to continue on a very steady course. When I do talk to Benjamin Tall today, uh, who is going to be joining us, Deputy Chief Economist from CIBC World Markets, uh, I will be asking him the question on where he thinks the market will be going in the near future what can we anticipate with interest rates? And of course, what about the foreign buyers? Are they really creating such a problem here in Canada that we need to start taxing them heavily? So again, these are all things that, you know, here at Simply Real Estate, we talk about all the time, and I, I've had different uh, professionals weigh in on it, but you know, you'll always get one thing from me, and that's going to be my opinion on something, and uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be the one that you agree with, but to me, it's so important that people understand real estate when it's broken down. And again, I think one of the important things that we have to be careful of, you know, recently in the news, when we listen to the government going on about the potential of them trying to cool off the market, again, I want to caution them from doing anything that is going to have an effect on the first-time home buyers, because this is where they were actually starting to make an implication that they're going to require 10% down from everybody. Folks, all real estate markets are driven by first-time home buyers. If you don't have a first-time home buyer to buy a property, you generally don't have a move-up buyer. If the government gets in the way of our first-time home buyers, we may create a much, much bigger problem that's going to ripple, ripple through the entire uh, real estate landscape. And I don't like that idea. And I'm always going to be an advocate of first-time home buyers because, again, everybody needs to start somewhere. Everybody needs to have home ownership. Sooner or later, you will be a first-time buyer. When you are, everything we can do to help, encourage, develop, and make longevity out of first-time home buyers, folks, this is where we can continue to see success. We've seen fluctuation in the markets over the last 100 years, and when you look at them, you know for a fact that every single time a market rebounds, it's because of first-time home buyers. What's happening right now in Canada is a bit of an anomaly. We have not seen this anywhere else in the world where we have such large spectrum in the market. The diversity here in Canada actually has never been seen before. You've got several provinces that are screaming numbers. In fact, to give you an update, you know, again, May, big, big number. In fact, 13,000 uh, properties turned hands here in May even though our inventory is so low, 13,000 on an average, that would push us up. To, if we did that every single month, over 150,000 last year, we just went over a hundred thousand. So big, big numbers coming through, but our inventory is much, much tighter. In fact, we barely have a 30 day supply of it. So this is one of the problems is that supply and demand is forcing people to buy. But I still believe that we're going to see the market cool down a little. And when people hear the world word cool down, don't, think that it means that we're going backwards. It's not the collapse, it's the increase month over month. So because we had this past month, let's say an increase in price from last year of 
15%. What happens if next month it only goes up by 6%? Does that mean the market's crashing? No. What it means is year over year, this is a steady increase. That's the number that I believe we're going to start looking at. I believe it's going to soften. I believe the number should steady. And this is one of the things. I get people calling and asking me all the time, Todd, what's going to happen to the real estate market? Alberta is the one we've got to keep our eye on. This is the one that's going to be the greatest problem. And I'm going to ask Mr. Tall a little bit later on that exact topic. What will Alberta do to recover? How long will it be? Is oil really going to be the thing, the only savior to the Alberta real estate market? Really important stuff because it it's pulling our numbers down. If Alberta was running normal, if oil prices were up, we don't know where this market would be. And that's going to be one of those questions that we need an answer for. What happened? What would happen if oil did not crash the way it did? Is it going to be that much of an effect on the real estate market? And of course, I personally think that it, it's, it's really going to adjust Canada. Again, two hot markets, Vancouver. They want to put the pressure on, on foreign investment. Well, you know what? Again, we've got to be careful. We do want foreign investment. We want people bringing their money here. We definitely want to have that income coming from them. But at the same time, should there be some regulation put in place? I believe there should be. It's very, very important. Other than, of course, that we're running at some record numbers. If we take a look at the fact that Alberta is really that far off, the funny thing is, is that despite the fact that they are down almost 29% in sales, that's not the price. That's actually the activity. Their prices still have not fallen off by much, but it could catch up. One of the recent comments made in the Alberta market is the fact that realtors, in fact, are going to flee the industry. They were talking a lot about people that have been cutting back. Realtors are out getting other jobs. They're turning around and saying that, hey, the part-time realtors are actually going to leave the industry. CREA released a report. CREA is the Canadian Real Estate Association saying that most Alberta agents did pay their dues this year but they're anticipating a huge reduction in realtors in the Alberta market next year. It's because they're not making a living. It's really tough to make a living when you don't have anything to sell or nobody's buying. So again, it's the funny thing is a lot of us say, hey, there's way too many realtors in this world. This is not a bad thing. But when you're looking at a downturn economy, you've got to be very careful because those realtors who are making their living, if they hit the unemployment line, then again, it's going to be taxing on that entire system and create more problems. Here right at home, you know what? I look outside our window here at Richmond and I got to tell you, there's lots being built. We know that the the builders are going to continue. You know, we're hoping to have in the next couple of weeks, uh, you know, some of the developers commenting on what is happening in the Toronto market. What can we anticipate over the next few years as the number of building permits what will we look at? Um, you know, maybe I'm going to get uh, John Carlo uh, Silfidis back from Build. He's always been an excellent guest, and uh, perhaps we'll get him back in uh, over the next few weeks. We're going to talk about some of these building permits. What can we anticipate? And of course, later in the hour, I am going to uh, have a chat with you, of course, about condominiums and condominium fees. 
And yes, there is a cliff coming, and I think you should know about it as well. I'm going to talk about our newest release. It's out. The Simple Investor has their newest release out. It's amazing. And just so you know, townhomes for $99,900, and they're fully rented. So some great stuff coming up later in the hour. But when you stay put, when I come back, I've got Mr. Benjamin Tall, Deputy Chief Economist from CIBC World Markets, joining me. So stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. Now, more of Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. As I told you just before the break that I was going to have a very special guest with me today, um, for those of you in real estate or actually follow any form of the economic world or real estate itself, you'll know the name Mr. Benjamin Tall. He's Deputy Deputy Chief Economist at CIBC World Markets. And of course, Mr. Tall has a quite a long resume. He has been involved, folks, for years in basically analyzing all the economic developments, implications for the North American fixed income, equity, foreign exchange, and commodity markets. But he's also been a very large advisor to a lot of the banks. And for us studying real estate, Mr. Tall has always been that person that it's always good to learn his opinion. And Mr. Tall, thank you so much for joining us today here at Simply Real Estate. It's my pleasure. Thank you. So, um, you know, a lot has been going on, obviously, in the last few years uh, in the world of real estate. We're seeing some incredible market diversities here in Canada. And I've been following a lot of your comments, and there's a few things that I would love to be able to just ask you, if you don't mind. Um, You know, this week, of course, the Bank of Canada has said they're going to leave the rate where it is. Um, Is this something that a lot of our consumers, especially because bank rate is very, uh, you know, influential on interest rates and mortgages, are we going to see the bank rate stay where it is for the next little while? Well, the short answer is yes. I think that the Bank of Canada is not going to touch interest rates anytime soon. We have uh, basically a central bank with an agenda. The agenda is a weaker Canadian dollar. And how do you keep the dollar low? You lower interest rates in Canada. That's why I believe they cut interest rates by half a percentage point last year. And they are tweeting about the possibility of maybe cutting again. So clearly, interest rates in Canada are not rising anytime soon. And even in the U.S., they're telling you that rates will be rising very, very, very slowly over the next uh, 12 to 18 months. So we are still in a very low interest rate environment. So when we when we listen to interest rates, and one of the concerns that I think a lot of people have is that when they do eventually lift them, will this be a very gradual approach? Because, you know, my take on it, of course, is that they wouldn't be able to do, you know, substantial jumps just because of the effect on the economy that it would have. So if we're looking at interest rates, when they eventually do start to bring them up, will it be very small increments at the time? Yes, that's uh, the big question, because... Uh, We know that we have been sitting on low interest rates for a long period of time. In fact, uh, as a society, I believe that we are becoming addicted to low interest rates. And uh, that's not a good thing, because I think that when interest rates start rising, they will have a significant impact on the economy and definitely on the housing market. Uh, I think this is a given. It's not a question of um, if, it's a question of when. Now, how sensitive 
we are to interest rates as a function of not how high they go, but how quickly they go. Now, I know that uh, some people say, yes, interest rates will rise, but they will rise uh, to what? 3 4%. I remember when rates were 12%. It's irrelevant. 100% of mortgages taken in this country were taken in low interest rates. And even 100 basis point increase can be a significant factor impacting the ability of many buyers to buy or even maintain their payments. So clearly, the speed at which rates will be rising is crucial. The point that I'm making is that the longer we sit on low interest rates, the higher the risk is that they will have to raise interest rates fast. And that's where we are. I suggest that if they start raising interest rates very, very, very slowly over the next, uh, let's say, two years to allow the market to adjust, we will prevent a situation in which at one point, let's say in 2018, you have to raise interest rates very quickly. That's the number one risk facing the real estate market. Listen, when I go to New York, uh, Chicago, they look at our numbers and they are telling me that we are all blind. They believe that we are in the midst of a bubble and we simply cannot see it because we are in the middle of it. And although comparing Canada to the U.S. is not only wrong, but also irresponsible, I suggest that in absolute terms, clearly, there is a higher level of sensitivity to increase interest rates, and therefore, we have to be careful there. I, um, I, I like your point, the fact that we've all become accustomed to low interest rates and the fact that virtually every mortgage or most people take term mortgages. So for the last five years, if anybody's renewed or brought in a mortgage, they've taken it at a lower interest rate. So I do understand the analogy that basically 100% of all mortgages here in Canada have been taken at a lower interest rate and now we've all become accustomed to it. And the huge sensitivity in our marketplace is the fact that if people cannot get that two 2.7 or 2.8% uh, interest, then they feel that they're paying too much. So the idea of paying 3, 3.5%, you know, they, they almost seem skeptical about it and saying, no, I'm not going to do it. So when we take a look at a slow increase into an interest rate, if we do that over a five-year period, let's say, will this then allow to re-educate people back into the market to understand that interest rates do have to be higher? Absolutely. And I believe that the you know, the sooner you start, the slower you can go. You see, what happened in 2004 in the U.S. was uh, Greenspan back then, if you recall, started to raise interest rates. And he raised interest rates basically every month. And he wanted the market to know that he's going to raise it every month. It was basically 14 times in a row going by quarter percentage point, taking interest rates from basically 1% to 425%. So this basically was a major factor. This was a major factor impacting the, how severe the recession in the U.S. was. It was not the reason for the recession, but it made it much worse. I even suggest that in 1991, you know, when uh, we had the crash in the Canadian housing market, a lot of it was before, because of the fact that interest rates went up very, very quickly. So the speed is very, very important. And listen, inflation can surprise you at one point. And when central banks start chasing inflation, they will have to raise interest rates faster. Now, I agree that the disease is also the cure, namely the sensitivity to higher interest rates will prevent interest rates from rising to the sky. But even 
200 basis point increase, which is very, very muted, can cause a lot of damage. That's an interesting point. And um, so when we look at interest rates, of course, it's the whole sensitivity of the market. Um, Mr. Tall, we're going to go to a quick break. If you don't mind hanging on, we'd like to uh, have you come right back after the break and stay with us. And I'd like to uh, talk a little bit more about this uh, this current situation. Folks, if you're just tuning in to Simply Real Estate here, my special guest today is Mr. Benjamin Tall. He is Deputy Chief Economist, CIBC World Markets. And uh, we are talking about interest rates here in Canada and what we can be looking for in the future or what should happen. So stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. If you're just tuning in, my special guest today is Benjamin Tall. He is Deputy Chief Economist at CIBC World Markets. For those of you that may not uh, know the name, uh, Mr. Tall is actually just an amazing uh, man at analyzing economic developments, understanding all the implications in North America. He does work uh, as an advisor for a lot of the banking system. Uh, just vir- virtually, if, if you need to know something about about the world economies, where it's going, and especially in real estate. Um, Mr. Tall is definitely one of the premier speakers on a lot of these topics. And Mr. Tall, just before the break, uh, you and I were talking about interest rates and the progression of increasing interest rates and in that you you commented that, you know, if we start earlier and do it a little bit slower, the actual public will become more accustomed to it other than doing a quick rip off the Band-Aid and, let's say, increase uh, rates very aggressively. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's the number one risk facing the Canadian economy in which uh, the Bank of Canada will have to raise interest rates quickly. Again, that's not for today, not for tomorrow, not for next week. It's, we're talking about 2018 type scenario, but it can happen. And the faster, the, you know, the, the sooner they start raising interest rates, the less uh, demanding this exercise will be. So let's let's move over to some of the markets because right now, you know, obviously you've been following the Toronto and Vancouver markets. You know, we're you know some people are claiming that we're well overheated. We've had huge increases. Vancouver maybe influenced by foreign buyers, but now we've got the absolute adverse effect. We're looking at Alberta right now. It's been struggling with obviously oil with the collapse of the oil market, and now we're starting to see a downturn in its economy and also real estate in itself. Um, how can we have such a polar opposite in one in one country, and yet you know we, we you know it's averaging us out, saying okay we're doing okay, but yet we've got two very hot markets and a couple that are cooling off. What is your take on this situation? Yes, when you talk uh, when you talk about Canada and real estate, you really cannot talk about the average number. The average number means absolutely nothing. Uh, clearly, we have Alberta, we have Saskatchewan, and then we have other uh, provinces slowing down uh, for you know other reasons. So I think that the real estate market in Canada, when it comes to the risk of something bad happens, is really uh, Toronto and Vancouver. All the rest are already in the process of a soft landing, and of course, Alberta is a totally different story, which is linked to energy. And I believe that in Alberta, it's not over. In fact, I believe this is only the second inning in Alberta for many, many reasons. Uh, but I think that Toronto and Vancouver, clearly the big story. And the big story, of course, is um, the lack of land. There is no supply in Toronto and in Vancouver. Vancouver is an island. Toronto is an island when it comes to real estate because of the green belt. 
So you have the green belt, which, by the way, in Toronto is twice as large as the green belt in London, England. And over there, they are blaming the green belt for inflation in housing. Then we have municipalities, you know, cities, making it very difficult uh, to get land. It's taking forever. You speak to developers, it takes forever to get the permit. So that's another source of uh, supply issues. And then you have developers that already have the land. They are not building. They are sitting on it. Because why build if the value of your land is doubling over the cost of breakfast? So another source of supply. So that's why uh, we have a situation in which uh, simply developers cannot uh, develop low-rise, namely detached houses. And that's why we have this um, business with uh, the condo market uh, going up uh, at a rate we haven't seen before. Well, an interesting point that you've made, and, and, and I would have to agree with you regarding, obviously, the green belts and what it's doing. It is locking Toronto. So, of course, we have very, very little supply of new land. But one of the things that we're finding, of course, is always the comment about foreign buyers. And I believe that in Toronto, we do have foreign buyers, but they're not really the mainstay of what's driving the actual market. We have a lot of families that are trying to stay put in Toronto. They're going to the next step, meaning they're a move-up buyer in a lot of these cases. We've got the condominium market, of course, in Toronto that, again, I think I, I would almost call Toronto a bit of a split market because we've got the detached properties that have had you know substantial increases, but our condominium market are a little bit more modest, so we're seeing a bit of a split market. In Vancouver, though, not so much. We're seeing astronomical price increasing and a lot of it they're blaming on foreign buyers. I did read a comment that you had mentioned that you know we have to be very very careful about taxing foreign buyers. What is your ta- what what is your take on that because again Vancouver is being driven very very strongly right now by the idea that it's the foreign buyers that are forcing these prices up. Yes, uh, so Vancouver is an interesting um, story. Clearly, foreign buying in Vancouver is more significant than in Toronto. But even in Vancouver, it depends where you live. In Richmond, it's like maybe 70%, 80%. In the west side of the city, expensive uh, properties, maybe 15 20 25%. In some areas, other areas, it's not so significant. So it's very localized. That's uh, uh, Vancouver, clearly, clearly a factor there. Toronto, much less so. Clearly, it's there, but not even close to what we're seeing in um, Vancouver. But much more important is not foreign investors, but rather what kind of investors. Namely, if uh, we are talking about somebody living in China, buying five units in Toronto, hardly knowing where Canada is on the map, that's a very, very small portion of uh, what's happening in the condo market and in the housing market in Toronto. However, we have a satellite type situation, which usually the husband is over there and the wife and the kids are here, they go to school, they're part of society. So is it local money or foreign money? There is a higher level of commitment. And I believe that that's the vast majority of what we are seeing when it comes to foreign investors. So it's a very complex market. And quite frankly, uh, given a communication with the people that deal directly with those foreign investors, my sense is that more money, not less money, will be coming our direction from China and other areas. Because uh, in China, for example, there is a sense of urgency because the fear is that uh, the government will devalue the currency. So people are trying to get their money out. And Toronto and Vancouver are very attractive, not just because of the location, but also because of the fact that, um, you know, relative to, uh, from a perspective of a Chinese uh, buyer, 
Vancouver is cheaper. Toronto is cheaper because of the devaluation in the value of the Canadian dollar. So more money, not less money, will be coming our direction. Excellent, excellent point. Um, so one other comment then, uh, of course, is should the government weigh in and make it more difficult for people to buy? Should they be the ones forcing the cooling of a market? Uh, back in February, of course, they introduced the idea that uh, anything uh, above 500000 to a million, you require 10% down. I don't think we saw a huge effect on that, but it did it did put a tiny ripple in the market. Should we start affecting people from zero to 500000 uh, I've always been a believer in the first-time homebuyer market. Should we affect them? That's a good question. I think that we can start with the easy target, and that's, uh, let's say, if you look at foreign investors, uh, we can tax uh, foreign investors that are flippers, you know. They don't contribute much uh, to the economy when they flip, yeah? So if you don't have a long-term commitment and you're just trying to make easy money, that's, to me, a very reasonable target. I believe it's a very small portion, but it's a good start. We, in Australia, uh, clearly they are making it more difficult for foreign investors to buy. New Zealand is also doing the same. So we have to have some sort of policy regarding the speculative aspect of foreign investment. Uh, as a, as, uh, you know, when it comes to other, uh, you know, other initiatives, it's complicated, but it should be done because at the end of the day, the supply issue is a given. We cannot change it, at least in the short term. So you need to deal with demand. And demand is a function of interest rates. Now, assuming that the Bank of Canada will not be raising interest rates anytime soon, so what you have to do is to try to raise interest rates without raising interest rates. My sense is that a, a reasonable move will be maybe to raise down payment to towards 10% or so. I don't think it will kill the market, but at the margin, it will prevent uh, people from taking too large mortgages, and I think that's a good thing for everybody. Uh, maybe we can also qualify people differently. At this point, for example, if you take a five-year rate, you are qualified at the rate you're getting, which is about 280 or something. Right. I'm saying qualified those people, which are almost one-third of uh, own buyers now, uh, at a higher rate of two, 300 basis points higher. So if interest rates start rising, we will have some sort of um, protection here. So there are a few things that we can do uh, that can slow down this market without derailing it. Excellent. Well, Mr. Tall, I would like to thank you for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure. Um, obviously, your comments are very, very well-founded. And uh, thank you so much for joining us here at Simply Real Estate. A pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Folks, that was Mr. Benjamin Tall from CIBC World Markets. A real pleasure to hear him speak uh, as an economist. He's world-renowned and definitely very knowledgeable. Interesting facts. You know what? Uh, when I come back, I'm going to uh, I'm going to recap a little bit of it and uh, maybe throw my own spin on it. So stay with us. I'll be right back. You're listening to Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. Simply Real Estate with Todd C. Slater on News Talk 1010. If you're just tuning in and you didn't catch the first part of the show, definitely you're going to want to go to our our download. Um, my guest today was Mr. Benjamin Tall. He's Deputy Chief Economist, CIBC World Markets. And definitely one of the gentlemen that a lot of people in this world turn to for advice, both from the economic standpoint of the world, but more importantly, also in real estate a very profound understanding, uh, being able to analyze things. You know, interesting comments about um, how we should not paint Canada with the same brush that the U.S. is painted with. 
and interesting comments about what we should be doing perhaps with some first-time buyers. So in other words, zero to 500, he's saying maybe raise the down payment to 10%. Now, for those of you that have never been in that market years ago, just so you know, that was a norm. At one point, 10% was the requirement. And what they call a conventional mortgage nowadays at 20%, Conventional mortgages used to be at 25%. So if you wanted to avoid the CMHC fees, you wanted to turn around, put more equity down, a conventional mortgage was deemed 25%. So really interesting stuff that he had to say. And of course, everybody's pretty much up to speed on what's happening in in the Canadian market with Vancouver. But I think a real point to note of what Mr. Tall said was the fact that probably foreign buyers aren't nearly as common or there's not as many of them as the perception out there. So in other words, he he actually said it's not as many, like it's not the same percentage. And again, there's a perception, especially here in Toronto. And I've been talking about this for years now that, yes, we've got foreign buyers, we've got foreign investors here, but the truth is a lot of people actually come to school here. U of T, all the, all, you know, you've got York, you've got Ryerson, you've got all the major, major universities right here, a very short drive. And why would not people want to come here? Does that make them a resident? Does it, do you have to be a Canadian citizen to come and live here for four years, you know, utilize the university, you know, you live in the properties. Again, one thing that I want to uh, want to make a note of, for those of you that think that the foreign buyers are coming in and flipping addresses, one of the things that we do in real estate, we analyze how many house, how many times a house can change hands simply by looking at either land registry or actually the MLS. And we don't have a lot of flip on flip. And I talked about this last week where flipping, the flipping market um, is not as as apparent here in Toronto. Again, does it mean that somebody buying a house, knocking it down, putting up a brand new home and selling it, is that a flip or is that a developer? My take is that's a developer. They're making money. They've invested in trades. They've invested in material costs. They turn around, they did this. This is their business. So is a business that buys a property, knocking the house down and creating a brand new home, is that a flipper? I'd say, no, it's a business. They're a developer. So Mr. Tall was excellent to be a guest. Uh, I really appreciate it. And of course, when we talk about uh, what's going on here in Canada, it's a very diverse market. We can't use the averages because the averages will be skewed. You've got Vancouver and Toronto, obviously, escalating at a huge rate. And of course, you've got Alberta, Saskatchewan, even out on the East Coast. They're struggling a little. We've seen some rebound of both Ottawa and Montreal. We know that Windsor, if we're talking Ontario markets, we know that a lot of the outer markets are now starting to get stronger. If I'm going to predict anything, I think the Windsor market, you know, that whole Sarnia corridor, all of those areas going to get a little bit stronger. We've got a lot of manufacturing, refining you know, a lot of our gas plants are out in those areas. So again, we're going to start seeing, you know, more provincial money going towards them. Kathleen Wynne this past week announced, I think it's just over $85 million going to Chrysler Fiat in the Windsor. I guess maybe they're going to retool a plant there perhaps, but the provincial government's going to be putting some money into the economy of Windsor. So, you know, it's no wonder Windsor is starting to rebound. We're starting to see those numbers go up. Of course, Hamilton's been a leader over the last few years. And for those of you that remember Hamilton about 15 years ago, it wasn't so great and it's come a long way. So does this mean when we talk about interest rates, can the market completely shift? Well, 
depending on what they do, and I think the Bank of Canada is smart enough to know that this is going to be a slow progression. And eventually, will we be getting 3 and 4% interest rates? Perhaps, but it's going to take a while. This, and If they do it right, it should take a while. A knee-jerk reaction in jumping the rates will probably have a very adverse effect to our economy. But if we inch it up, as, as Mr. Tall had expressed, you know, a little bit by a little bit, We'll do okay with that. And I'm not saying that we should be paying more in interest, but the reality is the economy requires it. And we do have inflation to be concerned about. So there's going to be a little bit of a balancing act. Something tells me, though, that the Bank of Canada is going to be very, very uh, you know, careful with this. Um, uh, Mr. Pelos is going to keep his eye on it because as soon as we start cooling off the real estate market, we could cool off the entire Canadian economy and definitely not something that they want to do. So they're going to be, it's going to be a balancing act and it'll be interesting to see how it unwinds over the next few years. And of course you can tune in here, uh, every Saturday at 4 PM with me, Todd C. Slater on Simply Real Estate. And I'm going to be able to talk lots about what's going on because it's very important that we follow this. Ups and downs in the market. Yep, it's going to happen. And and what we're going to see is I think that we're going to see the market not soften as far as uh, as far as price, but I think we're going to see the number of sales continue uh, to be fairly strong. But a lot of people don't want to move because where are you going to go? If you're not moving out of the GTA and you're going to stay put, you're going to be paying virtually the same percentage when you do your sale. So a lot of people are thinking about that this year. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're seeing inventory tighten up. And, you know, interesting point by Mr. Tall, we've got twice the green space surrounding Toronto than London, Canada, uh, sorry, London, England does. And speaking of England, it'll be interesting to find out what they decide to do with the European Union. Are they going to, uh, are they going to bail? And it was, uh, there was a comment actually in the Star uh, just recently that they said, if it does, it means that chances are Canadian real estate will continue to go up because our interest rates might even go further backwards. So it's going to be one of those things. I think it is a very interesting time. But for those of you trying to buy real estate, I know it's frustrating. And one of the things I've always encouraged is make sure that you're out there dealing with a professional, you know, the people that do it full time, make sure that you are keeping yourself well uh, educated on what the market is like. You know, we've, uh, we've been uh, talking on a lot of the different shows about being landlords and tenants and you know, one of my comments is, of course, when you are a landlord of a residential property, it's very difficult sometimes being a landlord. Tenants have more rights. When you are a tenant of a commercial property, landlords have more rights. Um, you know, our our own um, Mr. Chaplansky Kapl- uh, here um, with uh, Zane Kaplansky with his uh, deli. You know, everybody heard the news about a week ago. Um, he did end up getting, um, you know, reprieve from the judge and he had a, he was able to open up back his restaurant. And so fortunately, somebody saw, I guess, the error of the ways of the actual landlord. But hey, there was a huge interruption in his business. That can happen to people, just so you know. But your lease will dictate how strong you can be in it as a tenant and as a landlord, both sides of the coin. Make sure you know the rules and regulations when you become a landlord or a tenant. Make sure you read the paper. Now, one of the things I said earlier, uh, I'm going to talk quickly about condominiums. And I'm going to tell you about uh, our newest release, but condominiums. Hey, listen, one thing I'm going to always caution people uh, with is the amount of amenities you are buying into. You know, as much as these properties that are being built up are absolutely stunning. And you know what? They would make a great weekend retreat if you want to go to a five-star hotel. But ultimately, in the end, who is going to pay for the amenities? You know what? It's you. 
And I'm going to throw out my prediction, and I'm gonna. I, I know a lot of developers are not going to be happy with me, but you are my listeners, and I need to advise you of something that I believe is really a monumental issue that's going to come in the near future, and that could be five to ten years. But condominium maintenance fees are going to hit that thousand dollar mark consistently which means that people are going to really struggle if it's an investment. And if you're living there and you're living there long term, it's going to be a strain financially. And the reason for it is these amenities have to be maintained. And normally there's a lifespan allocated to every piece of your building. And these these condominium fees are not set up to be able to handle the changes and what's going to happen in the actual wear and tear over the next 10 to 15 years. You know, as long as the glass does not fall in some of these buildings, then insurance rates aren't going to go through the roof. But unfortunately, I'm going to tell you it's going to happen. I don't have a crystal ball to to tell you when, but I know it will. We've already seen enough of it. Somebody could get hurt or killed with this situation. And when it does happen, the actual insurance rates on these condominiums is, is going to go through the roof. But that said, the repairs are going to become astronomical. So if you are part of a condominium, make sure you know what you're paying for. Make sure you know all the stuff that's going on there. Very, very important that you know this. Then I'd promised at the beginning of the hour that I was going to talk about the Simple Investor, our newest release, which is absolutely phenomenal. Um, for um, we We're out in southwestern Ontario. In fact, it is the Sarnia market. We have got our newest release. You can go to thesimpleinvestor.com to uh, download our Performa brochure. And you can also either make an appointment um, with us or you can give us a call or send us an email to find out more about it. But 99900 for uh, starting with two and three bedroom townhomes, full on townhomes, you know, basically um, 1,000 to 1,100 square feet, um, you know, great location. Uh, in the heart of everything, one is in, uh, we've got two two developments here that we're doing, and really they cash flow brilliantly, rents are $825 all the way up to $925 a month. If you look at your numbers and you think $100,000, and then you go buy a $400,000 condo in Toronto that you get $1,600 a month, you can see there's a big advantage. And of course, with a simple investor, you always get your rent because we are your tenant, and we completely manage everything. It's a complete hands-off approach. Hundreds have benefited it from it and again it continues to be probably one of the top premier programs in Canada and um, it's just a growing thing so if you're interested now's the time it's a very uh, limited release and um, people are going to be owners of investment properties August and September with tenant in place and their cash flowing so that's my little spiel on The Simple Investor. Go to simpleinvestor.com today. Other than that, listen, most importantly is you, our listeners. And I want to thank you once again. You've made us one of the top-rated shows here in Canada as far as real estate. I appreciate it. It's amazing. I love talking about real estate. And I appreciate the efforts of my producer, Mr. Ian Grant. And for all of us here at Simply Real Estate, I'm your host, Todd C. Slater. And thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you next Saturday at 4 p.m. Bye.